Good evening. Good evening. Tonight we have a very, very special show. Um, I won't say it's super special, but tonight we got a good show with uh, my uh, one of my new co-hosts. Um, so tonight we're going to have a discussion about interracial interracial relationships, um, some of the statements that uh, Alfonso Roberto has said, as well as Raven Simone, and we're going to discuss interracial relations with this young lady who is joining the family, who's going to bring a, a, a unique perspective to Let's Talk, Miss um, Darling Nikki. And she's an artist, by the way, and I'm going to show you guys some of her art, just as an introduction to who she is. We do have someone else joining us. Um, let's see where she at. Here she comes. She's coming. She'll be here shortly. How you doing, Keisha? I'm asleep. <laughs> well, well, Nikki. Um, explain to the audience who you are, where you from, um, what made you decide to accept the invitation to get into podcasting and get into what we're trying to do. Okay. Um, my name is Nikki. Uh, I'm an artist. I'm based out of the Washington, D.C. area. I'm the DMV out of Virginia. Um, I am family with the other co-host, with Keisha, and she added me to a group that you all have, and basically that's how I got started. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been painting for about five years now. I've been sketching and drawing for most of my life, but I just started taking on painting. So that's okay. what I do now. Yeah. Well, well, welcome aboard. Um, you know, you, your cousin is a good friend of mine. Um, as you know, we, we've been yes. friends since, since the sandbox. That's my partner in crime. Um, <laughs> all I can say is uh, meeting somebody in her family that's a distant relative. Y'all have so many similarities. It ain't even funny. I know. <laughs> I know. So I know that I know that tonight we had decided that um a good topic to discuss would be interracial relationships. So because of copyright issues, and I don't need no issues right now, y'all. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play the Raven Simone clip so we can hear the audio and then we'll discuss that and then it's up to y'all how y'all want to handle it the other way. And we'll just discuss the complexity of what, and even people in the chat, if you want to talk about interrelation, interracial relationships and your viewpoint on them, if you're in one, 
um, your viewpoint on it, and we'll go from there. Um, it was kind of a self-inflicted uh, old way of thinking that the black community would be mad that I was dating a white person and and it was this residual thought process that really wasn't fact. Uh, and right. so I didn't know how to communicate that with her. That was one thing. Another yeah, I thing. I had no idea. That she, she, she was struggling that. with any of those feelings whatsoever. I had no clue. Like I just thought staring at me all the time and it just, it felt weird. But then again, it wasn't really happening. I think I was just um, carrying burdens that happened in I the I know 90s. my experience as a white female. So right. I have never, and because of the way I was raised and my community, interracial relationships were never questioned. It was like, if you fall in love with an Asian person, a black person, an Indian person, you know, whoever, that's who you love. And right. I also just don't operate in that space. So to have to kind of like come over and then put myself in her shoes and think that she might feel, you know, resentment from her community or from people or disappointment. Um, I was just something that I had to, I experienced, I felt compassion for. And then I wish that right. I had known as her partner, I could have maybe supported her, helped have a conversation. But um, it's been interesting because since getting married, I actually have experienced little bits of that. So I have seen other people express their feelings about me raving, married marrying a girl. white person and right. judging me or coining me as a Karen or this, that, and the other. And well, well, we got, we got Raven Simone, what she said about it. And, um, her wife or whatever said what she said about it. I know that this had been a topic that Keisha, you had wanted to discuss for a while because I know a lot of people tend to think that they know what you're thinking. Definitely when we discuss certain things about race in the group. So yeah. people tend to think that, Oh, we know she got a problem with it or whatever. So expound if Keisha, if you could go first, expound on what you, first of all, what do you think of Raven's statement? I think Raven is being ridiculous. Nobody cares. I mean, <laughs> nobody cares. I, I, I think that um, for a person like Raven, what people have a problem with is Raven and not her partner. Because Raven says things that comes across that she's against her own community. So it hasn't, it doesn't really have anything to do with um that she's dating someone outside of her race is probably more so of like we knew that you know so i think that that was raven um that was that was a self-imposed issue that raven was going through because i don't really don't think anybody cares i know that i know that one of the things keisha excuse me for one second one of the things with raven that she had been having a lot of issues in regards to her self-identifying the last few years, like yeah, she, she one time she said she felt as though she wasn't African-American. And I know some people feel like the phrase African-American could be a little um, misunderstood. I know she was like having issues saying she wasn't black or saying this, this and that. So do you, so Keisha, you think it's more of she was having issues? 
I think Raven is very confused and she's trying to transfer her issues onto the black community and we don't care. What is, See, what because is, as black women, we've always been desired by other races. Like we don't care. Well, let me let me ask you, did how did you feel about when her wife said at first it was uh you love who you love, you fall in love, you fall in love with, and then when they got married, she said then she started witnessing backlash. I, she was probably missing backlash from her own counterparts. Like, we don't care. Like, so here's my thing. And, you know, I've dated other races in my life. And now I have a preference, but I've dated other races. I'm a little bit older than Raven. People may have looked. But it wasn't like your own people is going to be like, oh, if she can't use your comb, don't bring her home or something like that. But it's it's nothing like what they're making it out to be. It's like these Raven Simones and this Alphonse Ribeiro. Like you're not connected to the black community. Don't nobody care. Like you're making a big deal about nothing. We don't care. We don't care. Keisha, look at the screen. What is he doing? I don't know. Hey, brother. <laughs> but um, we don't Nikki, 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 what was your perspective on it? I know I had sent you the clip, and um, I know you was like, I, I got to dissect this. I can't do this right now. I'm at work. I wait till right. I get home and really, like, really undress it. I kind of, I agree with Keisha. I think that, honestly, as a Black community, we, we're the most accepting community. Um, we really don't care. We, we date outside of outside of our race all the time. I think it was more of an issue for her. Um, I think it's how she feels about herself. I think uh, she has some identity issues that she's struggling with. That's my personal opinion. Uh, right. I think that um, I was reading up some things, you know, that she was just talking about recently and she starts talking about um, names of black people and she starts, you know, digging deep into all these things and how she doesn't want to be identified. So she hates herself. Yeah, I think it's some some things that she's struggling with internally. And part of it could be due to, you know, living the life that she lived as a child and the growing up in that industry. And um, you know, again, like I said, with the black community, we're the most accepting community. We 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 date, I mean, all outside robbers. It's not one of those things where we would say, Oh, well, you know, she's dating a white female. I mean, we accept um, we, how do I put it? Well, with her, she's saying, okay, it's a you know, thing about her thing. She she is part of the what, LGBT community. So that, I mean, if she was going to say anything, she could have brought that up, but to bring up race, I don't I don't think that that's an issue. I think that's her own personal issue. Yeah, it, did, it did appear to be a little disingenuous and then like to come out about it and then say the old ways. And, you know, Nikki, me and Keisha joke about something, and I'm going to share it with the audience. For y'all that don't know, Keisha, Keisha feel like she was born a little too late. Keisha has a thing for John Brown, y'all. If y'all don't know who John Brown is, <laughs> if y'all don't know who John Brown is, just Google him. <laughs> Keisha has a thing for John Brown because he showed it wasn't that he was white. It was basically that he had some damn heart, and he was willing to get down for what he truly believed in. So um, with that, then we go to Alfonso Rivera before we get to what Funky Diva had mentioned about Raven. 
Keisha, Alfonso Rivera said like the black community didn't accept him. Like, this is Carlton we talking about. Shut up. I, these people make me sick. They absolutely make my stomach hurt. Um, African Americans, I can't. I'm just gonna focus on us. We are mixed race people. We accept everyone. Um, but what happens is for black men, when you get up there and you be like, oh. This one is better than a black woman or, or or something to that extent. That's when you get issues. But uh, I mean, we all got um white cousins or or half white or half I'm trying to think about my family. I got a half white cousin, I got a half Indian cousin. Like we all have additional mixed race people in our family. Nobody cares. Right. So I don't know what Carlton no one likes you and no one cares that you have a- well, right now i think he's just really um irrelevant i think that right. um, nobody cares you know when they bring these things up oh you know you know the black uh culture they're not going to accept this they're not. the problem i have uh personally with interracial dating is a person that has a preference so if you have a preference for mm-hmm. one that is an issue in itself so outside of you dating what you want to date or falling in love with who you want to fall in love with, the only issue becomes when you say, I prefer Asian women because they're exotic, or I prefer, you know, uh, Latina women because they're exotic. That, that then, you know, I think as a culture, we have an issue because, right. you know, a black woman is the most exotic woman that you're going to find. So when you start saying you prefer these other ethnicities, you over know, your own. over your own, then that starts saying that, you know, you have probably some issues with maybe your mama or your daddy, you know, and you really just start to possibly to, your mama. Yeah. You know, if it's a man, you probably have some issues with your mama. If it's a or female, you know, you probably have some issues with your dad. Whatever it is, is when you start saying, OK, well, I have a preference for one over the other and you're not open. And I think as black women, um, we're very open, you know, to, to, well, not all of us, but we have a preference, but we're open. Um, I would like to say I'm open. Yeah. I think that when, when you, you hear the Serena's of the world or Tinka Sumter or any of these ones, even the old ones like Pearl Bailey and all these different things, they're not going out and looking for white men or going out and looking for someone outside of a black man. They just fell in love. But I think what sometimes happens is sometimes you get these black men that they want to dog black women. And then that is where they get, well, who raised you? Like, that's where they get mm-hmm. the negative um, feedback that comes their way. But I, it's, it doesn't have anything to do with whether we have a problem with interracial, interracial relationships. Because I really don't think out on a whole that black women do. Even even the ones that may have, a, um, I noticed that even the ones that claim to have a problem with it historically if you go back into like basically when we first got here or got freed it were it were always basically interracial relationships going on some people try to say you know uh the white slave women slave masters wives always wanted the mandingo and just all this type of stuff but even so much that you know for those that claim they love Frederick Douglass, his second wife happened to be a white woman, and uh, I happen to be a WB, not WB, the boys, Booker T. Washington um, 
student. I love his works. And he, you know, he he preached a lot of stuff, but he he preferred or liked white women. I think that a lot of times the problem be like I, like you guys are saying, you're in an interracial relationship. Why are you worried about how everybody else is perceiving you? If that's who you choose to love, that's who you choose to love. I think it's insecurities, though. Um, you know, when it comes to loving who you love, that's fine. Um, but you have to be a strong person to weather that storm. If you decide that you are going to date outside of your race, you have to be pre prepared for whatever backlash comes. The thing you, know, that you have to yeah. be prepared. Yeah, and I, but I also think when you think of those men back then, again, um, we was always desired by all men. And when I say that, I say black women. But I think that black men, when you go further back in time, um, that was like a showpiece to have a white woman on their arm. So, you know, I think they got out of slavery and they may have went out of their way to get a white woman. I mean, that's back then. But when you talk about now, like, don't nobody care. Like, don't make me remind you of how I'm, educated I'm, I'm black y'all. I'm going to ask y'all a question. But I, I'm going to ask y'all a question. I kind of know the answer. Um, but I have to ask y'all before the sake of us doing the show. Do you think that it takes away from somebody's blackness when they uh, are into an interracial relationship? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Keisha, you want to? Expound on that first. Um, okay, so here's my thing, because we got a couple of um um Me and Keisha have talked about this. I don't want to call them the C word, but we got a couple in the group. So here's the issue. No, again, no one cares. Like black women is beautiful, like men all over love us. But then you get up there and you be like dragging black women. So then that's why we feel like um, it's something wrong. Like you went out. So like I know one in particular, he's a little unfortunate looking. Um, so he's like, you know, black women didn't like me. And, and, and now I got this woman um, and she's the best thing in the world. I mean, that, so he spends his time and all he talks about is the worst thing the black community has to offer. Those are the people that we have problems with. Like, you know, or then it's another one. He's like a race baiter. So he'll like race bait the white people. And then when he talks to black people, it's all the negative things. You know, he's never been in the hood a day in his life. And all he talks about is the hood. But these are people who have internal issues. They have internal issues with themselves, internal issues with being black. You know, some of us do have PTSD and a whole bunch of issues, but I'm sick of them blaming black women. Like we don't Keisha, care. I'm, let me ask, let me let me ask you. You know, and I, I um I know that I know that both of you young ladies happen to be single at the moment, right? <laughs> Speaking to that, you. I noticed that you very rarely hear people that are in these interracial relations really have hardcore conversations about race. I was actually surprised Raven Simone or Alfonso finally said something about it and it's like a little bit and now they're going to disappear and not keep talking about it. Like I said, it's always them that seem to have an issue with 
thinking that somebody got an issue about it and they never want to talk about it. And, and you would think, and me and Keisha, you, we share this, you would think that's what they would want to discuss because that's their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I think when you, when you asked the question, you said, does it take away from your blackness? Mm-hmm. To some degree, yeah. It, I, I, my personal opinion, um, it doesn't take, well, let me take it back. It doesn't take it away, but when you go into certain social settings with your spouse or your mate, and they're of another ethnicity, or they're another race. Now you find yourself um, possibly code switching, you know, where you, you, you have to speak a certain way, you have to act a certain way. Um, you find yourself at maybe Thanksgiving dinners, uh, you know, eating stuff with raisins and grapes in it, whatever it is, you know, <laughs> you, you start doing things that, and, and, and you might be okay for, for the moment. <laughs> you might be okay for the moment, but you know, you know, you, you go back yeah, home. Your European you know, side is coming out. Oh, you said what? Your European side got to come out. Right. And so you start, you know, acclimating to your environment. You start saying, oh, okay, well, you know, yeah, you laugh, you joke. You know, and I, I, I have family members that, you know, dated outside their race. And then, you know, they're not dating the race anymore. You know, they feel it's like a relief. Because no matter what anyone says, you know, black women, we can... Uh, love black men a certain way so if a black man is out here and they're dating you know a woman of another they're not really gonna the the other spouse if they're non-black they can't really identify with what's going on with you you know um black men face a lot of things when they're outside of the home and so you know uh dating someone from another race yeah, they, you know, they they don't have the same plight. They don't have the same issues. Um, some of the things just aren't the same. So I think that to some degree, it's like a relief, you know, when, when you're with your own. And it's, it's not to say you don't, you can fall in love with whoever you want to fall in love with. It's not saying that. It's just saying that for her to say that as a culture, you know, the black community, I don't think we care enough to... Um, even I think like, again, that was her own personal thing. There's so many different. And, and then if you want to speak on the different couples, you know, uh, in, in the, in Hollywood, you have all different types. It's her. I, I really don't believe that it is, um, you know, just a whole race thing. I think it's Raven. She, she said something uh, about, again, going back to the names and going back to, you know, how she feels about people. She said something about a name and watermelon and, all these other things that she spoke about, um, talking about her race. I think it's a, you know, it's a deeper issue here. I don't really think that it has anything to do with race. I think it's deep. I think Raven hates herself and she doesn't want to be black. So she's transferring that energy onto the rest of us. But it's I'm going to play the, uh, the response or, you know, the, the uh, comment that Funky Diva mentioned about it. And we'll go from there. Raven Simone story. Y'all hear about this? Uh, I rolled my ass so hard when we read this story. Go ahead and get it posted details. So I can get this girl together real quick. Okay. In a recent interview, Raven Simone revealed that, you know, she got backlash from the black community. And that's what caused her to break up with her white girlfriend, Miranda, who she's now married to. <laughs> Raven Simone mentioned that she felt uncomfortable in her relationship because black people would stare at them. Raven's wife, Miranda, says that it caused them to break up in the past, but she had no idea it was an issue because she was raised in a community where interracial relationships were never questioned. 
Do you think our community is a little judgmental when it comes to interracial dating? Or do you think this is something that they're imagining? What do you think? Now, listen, our community is judgmental as hell on a lot of things. And Raven had a cornucopia of reasons for people to come at her. She was bisexual or however she was identifying. She non-binary. You probably don't wash her ass either with the rest of these <laughs> white folk and all these other things. But I'm here to tell you that, Raven Simone, you, you lying. You sitting up here lying talking about this fear of black people and black lives. Because black people wasn't even messing with your ass, Raven. No. Now, what, one thing about Raven that I will say Raven Simone is our token go-to child for we've got a black black star that turned out great that didn't get on drugs that's doing great things but black people was not paying Raven Simone Raven Simone as no attention we didn't give a damn if she was fat skinny if she bleached her hair she bleached her skin if she was dating women's dogs or flower pots we did not care Raven was over there playing with them kids over there on Disney. Um, selling her clothes in Walmart, selling lunch boxes, and doing what it is she doing. And black people was at the picnic, which she was never invited to, doing the Frankie Beverly and Mays two foot shuffle. Raven made all this up in her head, and it may have something to do with her own upbringing and her family's beliefs. But it damn sure wasn't the black collective because Raven, you 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 never even we have given you invitations to the cookout, and you've and always you declined. You was never there. Raven was never on black people's radar. So I don't know where any of this is coming from. I think Simone, we got I'm gonna leave it at that. Funky Deneva definitely um shout out to Funky Deneva on Fox Soul. Huh. Wow, he said a mouthful. Um He right. I, I would venture out to say when he says that, you know, she's the go-to child, she didn't get on drugs, she didn't um do all these things. Well, something else. I think it's more than that. Like, yeah, she may not be on drugs. We don't know that. But, you know, she may not be on drugs. She may not be, you know, um, how, what was the guy's name that was her co-host? Uh, the other guy. She may not have turned oh, out like that. Oh, the big um, head. I know who Brown. you're talking about. He yeah. tore up, too. Um, mm-hmm. What's the guy's name? His last name is Brown. She may not be like him. Orlando. Orlando. Yeah, she may not have turned out like him. But you, you got to understand, living that life, being in that industry, some other things have actually um taken place and so again um there are several other interracial um same-sex couples in hollywood no one else even cared enough to even say that i think that sometimes when she speaks she just speaks so that you know she can speak i don't really think that she thinks when she speaks yeah and make sure if if you're one second keisha if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit the like button. If you're on Facebook, make sure you hit the uh, heart emoji so it could trigger the algorithm so um, this lovely show could get, you know, promoted by YouTube and Facebook as a good show. Keisha, what you were saying? I think Raven got on The View and, and lost her mind. She got up there and she started talking about black people and she wouldn't hire them because of their names or I think I don't know what name she... Um, mentioned, but she was like, if they had his name, I won't question. She wouldn't hire them. I think that's maybe the problem that the black community have with her. But who she's sleeping with? Who cares? Mm-hmm. Latasha says typically it's other ethnicities that have Don't the issues. That- black folks typically are welcome, welcoming to all the races into our families, even if it takes some time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, very I true. Agree with very Nikki, true. Nikki, you have mentioned something, and it kind of made me wanted to bring this up when you mentioned um you were talking about code switching for those that don't know um 
code is something that uh, the great Nelly Fuller had coined is that a lot of us, we need to be on code. Um, it's something that's unspoken in the, in the black community that really, you know, we don't be out here sucking and jiving to try to fit in. And I know me and Keisha, we, we talk a lot about how people just want to fit in. Um, want to, you black, you know, you black, but then when you, you, you feel, you want to feel comfortable, you change who you are mm-hmm. and you start switching. Nikki, speak to it. Speak to that code switching. That so with the code switching and, and, and it's, it's funny. Uh, when I was younger in high school, we moved outside further down to a different part of Virginia. And I want to say the population in the school was probably about 20% black, if that, um, 80% white. And so you find yourself, um, speaking like them because you don't want to sound um you know you don't want to sound quote unquote black and so you end up switching how you speak now for me personally uh a lot of us you know were taught i was personally taught um my mother is a person where she is really strong Uh, she, she wants you to enunciate she wants you to pronounce every syllable she is very specific about how she wants you to speak. And so don't embarrass up, us. Uh, hey, nice. when, when, look, when I went exactly, don't embarrass me. <laughs> and so when we first, we moved um, back to the States when I was about five and I used to go outside and I would play and I would come back in the house and I start talking like all the, all the kids and you know, outside. And so she would be like, Oh no, inside we, we, we don't speak like that. And so that became something um, as a professional, when you get into an office environment, when you answer the phone, like my, we used to say, um, use your professional voice. That's your mm-hmm. your professional voice. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that was something that you're taught um, if, in order to get ahead. You know, it's, oh, you have to use your, your professional voice, your, wi- your white voice. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's something that we automatically do. You switch it on and you switch it off, you know, if you were taught to do that. Um, but some of us, I think now, because we're coming into, uh, we're in a, in a space where black women are wearing their natural hair. They are com- They are showing up as themselves. You know, men are able to come into an environment where they're wearing locks and, you know, still be considered professional. We're kind mm-hmm. of phasing that out. So it's okay if you want to speak how you normally speak, you know, and, and um, it's okay if you say some things and they may not be technically okay. Um, because we're getting to that point, and I think a lot of people are, where we're just comfortable being black. It's nothing wrong with being black. There's nothing wrong with being who you are, whether you're a professional. I mean, if you're a pro- professional, you're in that environment, you're, you're there for a purpose, you're there for a reason. Right. You, you got that that certificate, that degree, whatever it is, you don't have to uh, switch up who you are. You don't have to. Uh, I had a, um, a director and um, she would say, uh, little things, you know, she wasn't from this area. She's from up north. And so when I would come in, you know, and I like to speak to everybody in the one, she'd say, don't move your hands and don't do this and don't do that, you know, because it's, you know, it's a little ethnic. And so um, the 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 Caucasian lady, she asked me one day when I came into work, and, and, and I've gotten to the place where I'm comfortable being me. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, when I walk in, whether you know, my hair is like this. It's a natural bun. I just said, she said something to me and I just looked at it and I said, you do know I'm black. You know, I don't have, we're at that phase now where, you know, no, I, 
I don't want to switch how, you know, I speak. I don't. Um, so you accept it or you don't. And I think going back to Raven, I think that she still hasn't gotten to the place where maybe she is okay being herself, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that is a really big thing with a lot of black people, you know, like she said, back in the olden days or back when, you know, what people would deem as acceptable, she's still sticking to that. And unfortunately, a lot of black people, a lot of people our age, a lot of people that are older, they still stick to these old ways. And times are changing. The, the millennials are coming in, all these young people coming in, and they're showing up as themselves. And, and we're still stuck. And right. so we're still stuck. But they're coming in and they're showing up. They're not, they're not coming in saying, oh, you know, uh, they're not speaking. You know, they're being themselves and being who they are yeah and raven's still stuck back in uh like she said the old ways old days because nobody really cares no one cares anymore they don't keisha i know you i know you you talk about that a lot when we when we when we converse about the uh the code switching that people do um oh i still code switch and I <laughs> i'm gonna do i'm absolutely gonna be <laughs> You, so, so, so sometimes, I, so sometimes you have to get by I cry on demand. I still cold switch, but yeah, it's it's you know, um, I grew up in a predominantly white area, but I was still babysat in the project, so it was a way that I acted in one place, and it was a way that I acted in, mm -hmm. in another place. It's a way that I that I act in front of family, it's a way that I act in front of a you know, from the public. Um, also, Black people was raised with class and decorum, whether we were poor or not. Like, you know, if mm -hmm. you come from a church family, you know, you got to wear a slip and some pantyhose. Keisha, that did. must be a family thing because I, when I told... Everybody uh, I don't do that? that. It's, a, it's a family thing. It must have been way, way back from the family because it's the same yeah. with us. Everything she just said is the same way that I was raised. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's a family thing. I never subscribe to the slip or the pantyhose. I, you know, when my mother see me, it's like you ain't got young ladies pay attention. You ain't got a slip on. You ain't got no stockings. <laughs> I didn't never believe in none of that. But I know the right way of how you're supposed to behave because that's what we were. She drives with and Please. like great great grandparents. They may not have had a lot, but you know, it's just certain things that we were raised with. So. With that being said, um, yeah, you definitely. But okay, so what she said, what she just said, she said it's the right way to behave. Yeah. So my problem and what I always think about, other cultures aren't taught to behave a certain way a certain or how way. to just yeah. be. We're taught that we have to be a certain way or we have yeah. to speak a certain way. And they just, they're just, they just be. Who they are. Yeah. So I think mm -hmm. that I really like the new way that things are, are going with the be yourself, be natural, be who you are, because we're th this new generation, they, they're just being they're just showing up. Yeah. The new, generation don't, actually... the new generation doesn't care at all. I think our generation actually started it because I mm -hmm. was very much a rebel. Um, mm -hmm. But I do, but I do, and you know, I find myself time, sometimes falling back on it. Like, you know, I definitely know how to cold switch. I definitely know how to turn it on. I used to be like, um, when you work, I never wanted pe black women to be like, you know, especially when I was in management, 
you know, before mm-hmm. I went Don't sister girl me. Mm-hmm. I have to write your ass up. Don't sister girl me. Yeah, Natasha, you have to set boundaries. Yeah, because you got you have to set boundaries. Latasha so said I the set boundaries all day. It's like they put you like I think we were raised to be on defense and the kids weren't. So Latasha said Raven Keisha, is a little uh, younger. Huh? Mm-hmm. She said the older I get, I go out of my way not to speak proper English. <laughs> I know how to be I know how to, but I don't want to be I don't want no more. <laughs> this yeah. language wasn't our ancient ancestors, and my brilliance isn't predicated on their perception. Mm-hmm. Latasha, I think That's you just spoke cool. volumes because I know yes. that um, the conversations yeah. that me and Nikki had and the conversations that me and Keisha had is that, you know, and, and I don't want nobody to take what I'm about to say offensive, but think about what I'm saying. You want to be black in white spaces. Oh, child. You know, I say that yeah. all the time. It is, and I don't want to be. I want to be black in all my spaces. You know, and that, and and that's right. that's the thing is that because what happens is, like y'all said, is that we were all taught this is how you act a certain way. It's like yeah. why I gotta act a certain way, and then it then it comes up to like Keisha said, our generation where we we created cancer culture. No one else. That's ours. That belongs to the black community. The black community created cancer culture. Now it's getting out of hand. So now we see with our kids, like they just, you know, I'm not gonna say they don't care, but nothing seems to bother the um the young 20 year olds. They don't they, they don't, don't get involved, they don't care. They don't care. And now you have a whole bunch of um Caucasian kids that want to speak black. Now they it's hip, like they want to speak like how we're trying not to, you know, or how we were taught not to speak. You see a lot of them. You have, I, I know, like sometimes on YouTube or um, TikTok, whatever the thing, the platforms are. Sometimes you'll see, you know, young white women, and they want to be, you know, they want to be so hip or hood or whatever you want to call it. But now you see them, you know, speaking in ways that we were taught not to do, and it's okay for them. It's okay for them. Mm-hmm. Playing the game, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's called playing the game. But I think um, a lot of times it did. You know, you get tired of playing the game. Yeah, you I get tired like of playing it. the game. You it's a degree you one have of, to, but then after a while you get tired of playing the game. One of the um one of the most the most profound conversations, and I always bring this up. Me and Keisha talk about the conversation on YouTube, and it was all over social media that. James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni had. Mm-hmm. If you ever went to the whole extended version, it was over an hour long. And the things that they were discussing about relationships, and I just want for context, I'm just going to say, for those that don't know, James Baldwin was LGBTQ community and Nikki Giovanni was LGBT community. But they were having a very, very good conversation on being black and being in a relationship. And I think that if a, a lot of us, yes, a heterosexual relationship. I think if, if a lot of us was to inter, look at that conversation and how that conversation is still prevalent now, uh, how we conduct ourselves and how as black black people in America, how we feel like when we do go outside of our homes, how we do like it's like a code switch in our head. Like, oh, am I am I doing this right? Like, I, you know, I ain't walking with too much swagger. It even got so far as when um. President Obama was the president. You know, they got mad at him about a tan suit. <laughs> they got him about a tan suit. Yeah. 
But it, it's starting to get, I mean, like I said, I like the new uh, way that the young kids are doing it. You know, it, it, it's it's to the point now where, you know, and it does, does it even really matter if we code switch or if we change the way we walk, the way we talk? We still are being um, uh, targeted. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You can code switch. The, at the end of the day, you know, when it's all said and done, when you're black, you're black. So you can code right. switch. And so, you know, going back to the original something so you can say okay i don't feel comfortable you know you, yeah if you don't feel comfortable in your own blackness and you're dating outside of your race you know then yeah you're going it's going to be a whole bunch of problems and then i think the problems start trickling down you know even more so and then we won't get deeper into that when when they start having kids and then you start having kids and then your kids start identifying with certain things and then some of them don't know how to put oil in the kids hair i mean it just goes yeah. on and on and on you know i saw i saw an interesting thing with that and, they, and me and keisha had discussed that before about oh 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 didn't y'all tell us that it was the one drop rule don't try to change the gold right. post now right and say the one well, yeah, drop they have mixed kids. Mm -hmm. yeah because because what happens is well, what the hell you are know, we? <laughs> we discussed that, Keisha. But, uh -oh, but, but, but that's where it comes where a kid or, or a child will say they'll identify as saying they're mixed. Mm -hmm. Well, according to the rule that the goalpost that y'all said is the one drop rule, there's no such thing as being mixed. Like uh, Umar Johnson said, you don't have, you don't mix white milk and chocolate milk and get mixed milk. It becomes chocolate milk still, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. according to the according to the rule that that was set. You know they the changing the rule. rules, but that's a whole nother right, a whole nother conversation. They changing the rules, but that's a whole nother conversation. And I I said this to Quentin the other day. Like it's a lot of people in Pennsylvania who um, the KKK that got a whole bunch of black kids. It's a lot of white women that's being um, they treated horribly with these black men okay so we are not walking around worried about what they going through but nobody want to put up with that i think that's a fallacy and an untruth like you know i am not i am drinking my cocktail and eating my lobster and shrimp i am not worried about if you coming in there with a white woman mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so i mean i think they just need to um go away with that narrative so if anybody in the chat have any questions for the young ladies before we close you guys are more than welcome to ask them any question in regard to what we talk about and um because darling nikki this is her first show and i'm quite first sure of she's many. first of many thank you cousin thank and you I'm, and i'm quite sure she's um She's ready to go. She's probably like, yo, let's go. Let's do another one tomorrow. I mean, but um, honestly, you know, it, it definitely is a pleasure having both of y'all on. You know, Keisha, you know, I asked you a, a while ago, let's just go. And you was like, what is you getting me into? <laughs> and Nikki definitely, um, when I hit you this week and you was like, oh, my God, you, you know, you know, I, like I always say, the universe don't make mistakes on certain wow. things. And. You know, I really appreciate what you guys brought to the show tonight. Well, thank you. Did you have any final thoughts, Nikki, about, you know, Carlton them pissed y'all off. Carlton, bo Carlton bothered me more than uh, Raven. Because Who he always been... Yeah. I mean, if Matthew McConaughey didn't turn into a dirty backpacker, like, that was my ideal man. <laughs> That's one but of then the I recognized when I got, you know, I don't eat pork, so... I need a black so, man. So did he bother you when he told you he didn't shower? 
Yes. Regularly. Yes. <laughs> Listen, yes, see, see, we was raised, that. you got to put your ass in the tub. Okay? Right. I was going to say, now as a community, there's some things we'll accept and some things yeah. we won't accept. And, mm-hmm. and and taking a shower and bathing is one of those things that is a must. You gotta so, start telling. You gotta start talking about the Moorish history. Like, yo, the Moors came to, to Eastern Europe and taught them. Right. There's some anyway, things that we just, you know, no. Like I but, said, uh, um, I really, I really appreciate you guys in the chat. A lot of new um subscribers that subscribers that Nikki brought to the channel. Um, we appreciate that. Also on Facebook and um, we have a public group. It's called Let's Talk One. Um, in the private group, that's Let's Talk Two. Um, you can get in a private group, but you might have to go through some screening first because uh, we need to be mindful of privacy in our groups and stuff in the channel. And um, I appreciate everybody that supports the channel and everything. Uh, the best way to support, like I always tell everybody, is like, share, subscribe, share with your friends. Um, make sure you hit the like button. Um, it's all about the algorithm. One of the things that YouTube does, number one, is they look at how long the viewership of the show um, how many people like the show? How many people return to the channel? If you click on Let's Talk and you look at the dashboard, you'll see all the shows we've done for the last two years. So, you know, you get a lot. The viewership is up and down, but it's for us, it's not about the viewership. It's all about the content. Any final thoughts, young ladies? Love who you want to love. And if it, it, you know, it shouldn't bother anyone. It, it shouldn't bother you, especially, you know. Right. I agree. And I think that, you know, they have um, just as many issues, if not more. Um, so if, if they can make it through, God bless them. Mm-hmm. With that, you know, Nikki, stay on. Keep stay on. We'll talk behind the scenes. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. With that, stay safe, and we'll see you again soon. Good night. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please continue to join us here for conversations on hot topics, interviews with special guests, and our future programs such as the Poetry Corner, where you can hear dope poets from around the country creating that poet cafe vibe, and Crown Rules, our virtual book club on love, intimacy, and healthy relationships. Let's talk. We are everywhere you want to be. Follow us on YouTube at Let's Talk, Facebook at Let's Talk, and on Instagram at Let's Talk 1931. Have a suggestion? Give us a call at 570-795-4283. Or for business inquiries, please email us at ltalk5600 at gmail. Let's talk. I order you, you order me.